Good morning, audio adventurers, and welcome back to Talking to Myself. I'm your host, Michael Stevens, and now, when we last met, a group of heroes had made it to the city atop the spire, and were face to face with an army of griffins being stared down by their general. What happens next? Let's find out on today's episode. Chapter 15, Master Merlin. There we were at the gates of this marvelous city, being stared down by an army of armor-clad griffins, the leader of which had asked why we had come, and my mind went absolutely blank. I stood there with my mouth open, half marveling at the beauty before me, half stupefied by the sheer size of the guard poised to protect this magnificent city. Finn came to my rescue, seeing my awestruck face. General, I presume, we seek counsel with the leaders of this city. You presume correctly. General Galena, at your service, you may enter, but he stays here. She nodded to Alden. But he is... I began. Alden quickly interrupted. It's alright, Guardian. Galena and I are old friends. He said, pawing his hoof in the salt-like sands. Galena moved toward him, resting her forehead against his. It has been far too long, old friend. Galena said with somberness. Ages, Ameridon. I swear I could see heartbreak written on Alden's face. The gate swung open and we made our way up the steps into the great hall. My mom would love this place. I caught myself whispering. The architecture alone was astounding. It was as if someone had taken the best things from ancient Greece and Rome and combined them with Persian. It was breathtakingly beautiful, though its modernization was evident. Each room was sealed with heavy glass doors. Clockwork mechanisms could be seen through the paneling. They silently whirled as they automatically opened and shut. Elven scholars could be seen going this way and that. Some looked like librarians stocking bookshelves. Others carried parchment to and fro. The one in question was at the end of the great hall. Behind a desk sat a very stern, very snobbish looking elven woman and she was not happy to see us standing before her. Do you have an appointment? She asked haughtily. I started to say, no, but it's very important we see- Ahem, I'm sorry, no appointment, no passage, good day to you. She said dismissively. You don't understand the fate of- She interrupted me again. I understand you don't have an appointment, out you go. She waved her hand at us without taking her eyes away from the paper in front of her. How does one make an appointment? Alloin interjected. By speaking with me, of course. The elven secretary rolled her eyes. Okay, can we make an appointment, please? Alloin tried not to show her frustration. Hmm, 
Yes, the next available slot is in five minutes, she said, pretending to look at a full list of patrons. Okay, we'll take it. Wait here, the snobbish elf said as she disappeared behind the door. Five minutes seemed to pass like a lifetime at this point. We paced up and down the hall as time clicked slowly down. When the large doors opened again, the strange lady spoke once more. You will be seen now. As she gestured to the door impatiently, we went through in a single file line. Greb, who held up the rear, stuck out his tongue at the secretary as he passed through. Her disapproving gasp was audible through the door as it closed behind us. We entered a large circular room immersed in a blinding light, the back half of which was lined with a semicircular desk. Behind the desk sat fifteen empty oaken chairs. It looked more like a courthouse than a throne I had expected. The room was vacant. Stepping forward, I was beginning to think it was all a ruse. As we took our place in the center of the room, the marble chairs began to fill with many wise and aristocratic figures. Some were dressed in robes, while others, clearly from the Dwarton race, were dressed in a clockwork armor similar to Finn's. Appearing from behind a curtain door at the back of the room, at the helm of the desk sat a very elderly man with a very long beard. His bushy eyebrows seemed to unfurl and his eyes gleamed with a kindness. His closest consorts whispered to him. He raised two fingers on his left hand to hush the room. As the silence fell, we held our breath.